Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. for who you are. We thank you for this opportunity to be in this place to worship you, praise you, and to seek you. And we pray that you open up our hearts, our minds, and our ears to receive your word today. Be upon my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all shout and say amen and amen. You all may be seated. So good to be here in the house of the Lord. How many are truly blessed to be right here in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. I always look forward to the five that clap when they do that. But you're all important. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Once again, welcome those that are watching online and those of you that are here today. And thank you, Pastor Reuben, for the opportunity to minister the word this evening. I'd like to share with you. Um, on the topic of the miracle of mercy. And I'd like to speak to you on this subject because I really believe with all of my heart that we live in a world today that, I don't know about you, but it's getting meaner and meaner. Can anybody say amen to that? We live in a world today where we live in a society and where folks are more ruder, more uglier, and what you have been seeing lately on the news of just tragic accidents, these are accidents of careless and just things that that take place, and there's always an excuse for those types of things, and I do get it, and I believe all of us in this room here today, we've all made some poor choices in our lives, we all made some, some mistakes in our lives, but I always look at it this way. Thank God for God's mercy on our lives. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for all of that. And what I'd like to speak to you on this subject is that I want to be able to share with you on things that we could do to be able to show mercy and understand that God has shown mercy on our lives. And those of you that are in this place here today, you have seen the mercy of God over your life. You've seen maybe family members. You've seen your spouse. You've seen your pastor. You've seen leaders who had mercy on your lives. No matter how many bad choices and how many wrong things that we've done in life. And as I was watching the news the other day of that terrible accident that took place that took uh, six lives. And one of the cousins that they interviewed of where the, her cousin was the one that was pregnant and lost her, her son and uh, her, I believe it was her fiancé or boyfriend. And she said these words, whoever done this terrible thing, we forgive you. Those words right there are, are, are words that are, are golden to, to life. And I say that because in this room here today, we've all had people who've done us wrong. We've all done wrong. We've all made 
poor choices in life. And the Bible tells us that when you show mercy to, to other people, it's an act of worship. It shows that you love God. The Bible says when you show mercy, it builds fellowship. It brings people together. The Bible says that when you show mercy, you become more like Christ. You, you grow spiritually. The Bible says when you show mercy, it serves uh, to other people. It's a ministry. The Bible says when you show mercy, mercy it's a form of your mission of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and that's who we are when you show mercy it's a ministry when you show mercy uh, it's showing that you are Christ-like uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, that uh, this is a church the church that we come to is a mercy church can somebody say man there is no judging here uh, and if there is any judging here uh, I pray to God uh, that we will change our hearts of the way that we view people and look at other people what makes people come back to church is no judging what makes people come back to Christ and what makes people want to serve God uh, is by the way that we act and the way that we show mercy upon them. And I do get it. The people are rude. People are mean. People do the nastiest things. Uh, but thank be to God that God looked down from heaven and said, no matter who you are, no matter what you have done, uh, doesn't matter if you walked out on me a thousand times, uh, I will uh, forgive you of all of your sins. Uh, and if we want to be Christ-like, uh, we got to be the exact same way. Uh, and I get it. People offend us. People uh, do wrong things. Uh, I'm not telling you to be their best friend, uh, but I'm telling you this. Uh, forgive them. Love them. Uh, move on from it. Uh, and we want to be able to understand that if we want our church to grow, we need to have the act of mercy. To fulfill your purpose in life, one of the ways is to do it is to show mercy to other people. And I like to share with you the mercy of us being a witness because all of us in this room here today, we are a witness. This is not my text, but the paraphrase of the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, says what? You will be my what? All right, two people know it, but it's okay. You will be my witness. What is a witness? In a courtroom, it's somebody who just tells what they saw happen. It's not our job to convince the jury. It's not our job of a witness to be the prosecutor. It's not our job of the witness to be a defense. The witness just says what has happened. And I'm here today to tell you, you are the greatest witness of your story, of your life. And I'm here today to tell you, every one of us has a testimony and when we think about a testimony a lot of us think of our testimony is when we got saved when God delivered us we have a testimony every single day I have a testimony of me being a PK kid I have a testimony of God healing me of a chronic illness I have a testimony of God healing my child I have a testimony of where God has brought me and has just begun to put his favor upon my life and I'm here today to tell you uh, each and one of us have a story uh, a testimony so what that testimony does uh, and what that story does uh, it begins to relate to other people uh, it begins uh, then letting the Holy Spirit when God uh, guides
guide you to somebody, God's Holy Spirit is able to give you the words to minister and to speak to them. Let me share with you this because a lot of times we act shy. And a lot of times we think, well, I don't have nothing to tell anybody. I don't know how to counsel anybody. I don't know how to encourage anybody. When you let the Spirit of God move you, you'll have the right words to tell them. I've learned this. There's a lot of times when, when folks would come up or, or ask for encouragement. Sometimes I look at the text or, or listen to the conversation and I go, God, I don't know what. I don't know what to say. What would Pastor Reuben say? What would he say? What would the words come out? But when you allow God to intervene in your life, when you allow God to move in your life, he tells you the exact words to say. And at the end of that conversation, you can leave it all on God's hands. And I'm here today to tell you, when Jesus said that you will be my witness, you are the witness to your life. Nobody else has to know your story. Everybody else doesn't have to testify what happened in your life. You are the witness for your own life. You have the authority. We live in a world that's unkind. We live in a world today that, that's ugly. We live in a world that you look in the news and they're just always trying to find the bad in folks and not the good in folks. And our greatest witness is showing mercy because it's so unusual. It's so unusual of showing that mercy to other people because what other people like to do, they like to act in revenge back. They like to retaliate. Well, if they did me wrong, then I'll do them wrong. If they went ahead and cursed at me, I'll go ahead and show them one way. I'll do whatever it takes to show them that. Uh, but it's very rare that you see where folks will show mercy on people doing you wrong. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I show mercy to everybody. I'm not going to stand here and say it's, it's the easiest thing to do. But when you allow God to do it, it is very, very encouraging. The Bible says these words in the book of Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 verse 36. It says, show mercy to others just as your father shows mercy to you. So I'd like to talk about some principles today that can really build our life, build us as a church and I really believe with all of my heart as, as we begin to come into listening this and understanding this, we'll be able to walk out of here of showing some kind of mercy to our ushers. No, I'm just kidding. I just look that way. I don't want you to raise your hand, but think about it. It's very hard for us to show mercy to our boss when he's, when he's chewing us out for whatever reason. It's very hard to show mercy when things are coming against you. And the first thing that I want to look at here today as a lifestyle of mercy is start looking and listening for people's needs. I believe we live in a generation today where people just want to talk versus listening. We live in a place where we want to do all the talking. Have you ever talk to somebody and don't look at them in here please but have you ever just talked to a person and all they did was just just talk and talk and you're like can I 
get a word in. I mean, I came to talk to you because I have a problem. I have an issue. And all they're doing is just, just yapping away and yapping away. I have come to a point in my life where I need to start looking and listening for people's needs. This is what I love about our pastor. This is what I love about our church is that the moment that you walk into pastor's office or the moment that you, you begin to just uh, greet him, and I said this before and I may sound like a broken record, is because he is a man of mercy. He is a man of forgiving. He is a man that looks and says, uh, I know what you're going through. I know what you're facing. I know what the problems that you may be going through. I don't know exactly, uh, but I know that God loves you and God cares about you. And so when you begin uh, to have this attitude of saying uh, I'm going to overlook all of the wrong. I'm going to stop looking at all of the negative and all of the bad things that took place uh, and I'm going to listen uh, for their needs. I'm going to listen uh, to what they have, the needs of their people, uh, the needs of people that are at work, the needs uh, of people in your family, the needs of the people uh, that you hang around with. Uh, mercy always begins uh, with awareness. Uh, it begins with paying attention it begins with noticing and if you care you will be aware if you don't care you will not be aware I think this is where marriages fall apart where if you stop listening to your spouse and stop pastor said it the, the other day about about marriage of men listening to our wives and listening to their needs Paying attention to their needs. I love it when, uh, as, as I was at work today and people were talking about, about marriage and there were one, one uh, individual was talking about um, they were only married for five years and their marriage is really falling apart. And they said, Reuben, we know you go to church. We, we know you've been married a long time. You just celebrated uh, um, a couple of months ago. How long have you been married? I said, 25 years. They said, what's the key? I said, listening, listening. I had a hard time before listening. Take out the trash. Put your shoes away. Put your clothes away. I mean, it was about just listening and paying attention a lot of times you have to understand as, as in, in a marriage, uh, the, the, the wife won't tell you everything that they're feeling and everything that they're going through. But you have to have that awareness. You have to have that, that, that compassion and understanding who that person is. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you when people walk through those doors and when people are coming in through these doors, they're hurting. They're messed up. Uh, they're on drugs. They're on alcohol. Uh, someone just kicked them out in the street uh, and us as a church uh, we have to be willing to to, to look and uh, listen to the heart uh, listen to the needs of them uh, and begin to let the Holy Spirit guide you to be able to say uh, I'm here for you I don't know why God brought you here but you uh, you're here for a reason uh, let me sit with you let me pray with you uh, let me just give you a hug and understand and when you do this this is what the world's looking for the reason why we're not very merciful is not that you're a bad person. It's, it's not that you're a totally mean person. The number one destroyer of mercy in your life is that you're just too busy to care.
We're too busy. We're too busy to, maybe you see someone walking through these doors and they're new uh, and you didn't see anybody attend to them. You didn't see anybody um, greet them. Uh, but you, in your mind, you're like, I should go out to them. But Stella's Kitchen is serving some good, good food. What comes first? The person or your stomach? When you're too busy, you're moving from event to event, from project to project, from one thing to another thing. And if you're not paying attention, you're not noticing. If you're not looking, you're, you're not listening. And, uh, and uh, the, the thing about it is the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 says, uh, look out for one another's interests, not just your own. So you got to look out for, for others. you got to look out for those types of things. And this was hard when I first became in ministry because it was always ministry, ministry, ministry. And I, I didn't have that balance of, of family and ministry. It's so very important when you get yourself into ministry and you get yourself into the things of God. Yes, you're, you're saying, okay, Pastor, uh, okay, Reuben, you're, you're, you're confusing me. Is it other people in my family? It's both because if you neglect your family and you're not listening, to your family you're neglecting the very thing that God gave in front of you and that was hard as I was growing up because I wanted to I wanted to be gun-ho I wanted to be at everything but I was neglecting my wife neglecting my kids and I realized that I needed to balance out all of those things and, and listen to her and listen to my kids the highest form of love is not sex it's attention really quiet in here today, but it's okay. See, you can always get more stuff. You can always get more gifts. You can always get those types of things, but people are looking for attention. That's what people are looking for. Matthew chapter 10 verse 21 says a young man comes up to Jesus and he has a lot of problems and he asks him some questions. And the Bible says that Jesus looked at him and loved him. If you love people, you look at them. You don't look down on them. You look at them. You don't look down on them. When you look at them, you're showing love for them. Second thing that I believe that is very important is this. For a growing church. Is that don't be offended by their sins. You say, what are you talking about? Grace is messy. Grace and mercy are unconditional. They're unconditional love. And which means it's not like that you get to, you have to understand is that you have to overlook people's wrongs. And I said this before is that you have to. You have to come to a place of, of overlooking those things. You have to understand of overlooking people. 
people's sins and un- uh, those things because I, I believe with all of my heart that grace is messy. Grace is unconditional. Uh, mercy is unconditional. And if you're going to be a minister to people and you're going to be able to relate to people, uh, you have to show mercy to people and you can't be offended uh, by their actions. Uh, because a lot of times when you show mercy to someone uh, and you show forgiveness to somebody, uh, that doesn't mean that they're going to go ahead and love you and hug you and shake your hand. There are going to be times that they turn their cheek. There are going to be a lot of times that they roll their eyes at you and walk away. And you can't be offended by that. You have to be willing to say, God, I made every effort that you want to make this relationship right, to make this thing right. And God, I did my part, but God, help me keep my mouth closed. Because as an individual, you want to go ahead and, uh, weren't you listening to me? Jesus wasn't offended by people that hung out with the worst kinds of sinners on that day. Jesus hung around with the drunks. Jesus hung around with the prostitutes. Uh, Jesus uh, reached out to these folks. And the Pharisees were always looking out. Uh, They were always trying to get him and trap him. Uh, But I'm here today to tell you here today as a church, uh, I believe with all of my heart, uh, we're a church that reaches out uh, to the ones that nobody wants. We're a church uh, that's reaching out to the society that nobody cares about. Uh, And I I'm here today to tell you is that that is what mercy is all about. We do that of not caring of what would be done back to us. The Bible says to look for the needs of other people around you. Look for those that are down and out. Uh, are you going to work and just doing your, your, your nine to five or whatever hours you work? Or, or, or is God uh, telling you to, to look out and, and reach out to those that uh, need uh, a, a prayer or those that uh, need some, uh, some type of encouragement uh, in church? Are you here just uh, for the song service altar call and then you peel out uh, and uh, you just go ahead and not say bye? Uh, God is telling us uh, as a church to to fellowship, uh, to grow with one another, uh, and to be able to look out and to be able to look for the needs uh, of other people that are around us, not condemn them. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, if you claim to be a legitimate child of Jesus Christ, then you can't look down on anybody, nobody. I like what the book of Jude chapter 1 says. Jude chapter 1, verse 22 and 23 says, Show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. There are still others to whom you need to show mercy. Be careful that you aren't contaminated by their sins. I love that because right there tells us that we're not Jesus. It's really quiet in here. Because people will say, well, you know, Jesus hung out at the the clubs and Jesus hung out with the sinners. Jesus hung out with all of them. You're not Jesus. You be careful. 
Well, I'm just there to witness the, the, the entire club. No, you're not. In other words, showing mercy doesn't mean that I excuse everything and say that it's okay. It's not okay, folks. Uh, I'm here today to tell you that our lives can be easily corrupted. In other words, it's difference between acceptance and approval. Jesus accepts me completely. He understands. But God is telling us uh, that I just don't accept everything that you do. You have to ask for forgiveness. You have to come to repentance. Uh, you can't say, well, I'll do this and God will have mercy on me. If I come Sunday morning, mercy will be up on me. I get it. Jesus will do that. That will happen. But God is saying, have a true repentance. Have a true attitude of saying, I'm going to change change. This is different. I'm going to do things differently. See, we can't have that attitude. Well, oh, that's Brother Jesse's 10th time making altar call. I'm just using that example. It's just him. I mean, he says the sinner's prayer all the time. So do I. I want to make sure I'm getting to heaven. We can't have that judgment like, well, you know what? He's, that's his 10th time in the home. Right? 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says, Most importantly, love each other deeply. Love has a way of not looking at others' sin. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Love has a way of not looking at other sins. Notice there are two things. The first one, it says, look out for other people's interests. And then it says, uh, don't look out for people's sin. See, a lot of times we're, we're, doing, we're, doing, we're doing both. You're like, oh, did you feel that? Did you feel that? What? He's all messed up. No, he just had a bad day. No, did you feel that? He's carnal. No, he just had a bad day. He's hungry. He's he's looking at you because he wants to. He's looking at you because you look like a burrito or something. <laughs> and you want to judge him already? He's full of sin. I've learned this is don't expect unbelievers to act like a believer until they are actually a believer. It takes process for people to change. People don't change overnight. Your spouse doesn't change overnight. Ain't no spouse that wants to say amen or maybe they're just... To be a non-believer, to have the same moral standards as a believer is nonsense. Because a lot of times people will look and say, oh, he just got saved. Okay, he, needs to, he, he should have stopped smoking, drinking, and all that. It's, it's a process for some folks. We're like, well, not like me when I, was, when I got saved. I, I got, that's good for you, but everybody is different. Everyone is different. The third thing I like to talk about is choose our words carefully. This is very critical in life. 
One thing I've, I have learned, though, is that people are very sensitive today. Very sensitive. He didn't shake my hand today. He didn't even look at me. I can't, be, I can't believe Brother Rowe. He didn't look at me when he sang that song. I just told him I liked that song. He's rude. <laughs> people are very, are very sensitive today. But if I can honestly say this, if we know that people are very sensitive and we know this generation is different, uh, then we need to choose our words carefully. Uh, we need to choose the way that we say certain things. Uh, people are different today. Preaching was totally different back in the days. It was straight up like, I mean, turn or burn. Could you imagine if we preached that way? This church would be empty in the matter of two minutes. But it's the grace and the mercy that over the years that we have learned to be able to minister and to be able to share and do that. And that's the same thing that we have to do. As, as, as spouses, as fathers, as moms, as can I even go as far as leaders in the church? The way I look at it is this way. If you don't see pastor chewing out a, a, an individual and rebuking them from the from all the way from the top of the head to the to the soles of their feet, what gives us every right to do that to someone in the church? Mercy. Mercy of, of choosing our words wisely. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says, When you talk, you should always be kind and pleasant so that you will be able to answer everyone the way that you should. As I wrap this down in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Do not say harmful things, but say what people need. Words that will help others become stronger. Then what you say will do good to those who listen to you. God is telling you how to speak. God is telling you how to be a, a person with, with, uh, with mercy uh, and to be able to choose the right words to speak to people. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's, it's just... It's when I came to this church, I just literally just felt the love and compassion when I came here. That's what made me come back. It, it's what made me say, this is, this is my home. And that's the way that we need to be able to, to be to other people when they walk through these doors. Because I really believe, folks, can, can I say it this way? A lot of times we'll judge people that, and there are some, okay, don't get me wrong. There are some that are, that are church hoppers. There are some that, that left because they got told something. But there are some people that left a church because they got hurt. They got wounded. And when those folks come in, 
You can't just judge them right off the top. You got to love them. You got to encourage them. You got to be able to choose the right words so that they can say, this is my home. This is where I want to be. Because we've all been hurt. And I know we have all been hurt. That's the only reason why you came to Christ. You were hurting. You were messed up. You needed a change in your life. And the only reason that you come, keep coming back is because you're building relationships. See, but I have to tell you this. It's easy when you've been a Christian a long time. It's easy when you, when you, when you know that lingo. But when you meet somebody who's never been saved before, who's never never came to Christ, is not used to this environment, it's hard for them. So you have to be willing and understanding to show that mercy and to show that compassion to let them know that God loves them and that God cares about them. It's the same way in a relationship, same way in a, in a marriage. Same way with our kids. Doesn't mean that we just accept all the wrongs. No. If God is showing mercy and God is showing grace on us, we do the exact same thing back. My biggest goal is really just to, to reach out to as many as people that are far from God that don't know God, to let them know that God loves them, that God cares about them. And that should be our goal. Our goal is to listen. Our goal is to pay attention. Our goal is to be able to reach out and let them know if God can, can heal me and God can forgive me of all of the wrongdoing, then he can do the exact same thing for you. Same with marriages. Some of you have been through some, some, some horrible things, but you're still married. God healed it. God, God did something. Your marriage is supposed to be a testimony to those marriages that are struggling. And as a parent, maybe you have grown kids and there were prodigals at one time, but they came to Christ. You are supposed to be the encouragement to those parents that have prodigals and say, I've been where you're at. It goes on and it goes on and on. Would you all stand to your feet today? Father, we come to you right now. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for who you are. We truly thank you, Lord, for having grace upon our lives. Father, we come to you right now that we will apply these principles to our lives, that we will listen, that we will not judge and look down Tonight, maybe you're watching online or maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ 
as your personal Savior. And maybe you're that one that comes to church or you listen online, you're saying, I don't think God can forgive me. I don't think people will, I think people are just going to look at me wrong. I think people are just going to go ahead and just look down on me. I'm here today to tell you that's not the honest truth. That's not the truth at all. God loves you. God cares about you. And there's definitely a church here that loves you and that cares about you and wants to see growth in your life today. So maybe you're watching online or maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. and You want to ask God to to come into your life, would you say this prayer after me? Say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Change my thinking. Change my ways. I accept you as my personal Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I believe that we can all grow from these principles of mercy. Mercy over our lives, mercy with those that we're surrounded by. If God spoke to you in any way, I want to challenge you as a church just to get out of your chair. And as the worship team sings a song of praise and worship, just come to this altar and say, God, I want to be more like you. I want to be able to show more mercy. I want to be able to not look down on anybody. I want to be able to have the attitude of listening a whole lot more. This altar is open. If God spoke to you in any way, just get out of your chair today and come on up as we begin to sing a song of praise and worship.